You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's turn after show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's turn after show. Ooh, like that. Hey everyone, welcome to episode five of Turn Epiphany. Um, we've we've lost like most of our crew. They must be crossing the Delaware somewhere. They but are I've got undercover exactly. uh, somewhere. I'm, I'm Kristen Carroll, and I have with me though filling in Zach Wilson. Thank you for having me. Which um, we all go by like uh, majors or generals. So I'm going to let you pick because you're so awesome to fill in. I'm going to be, uh, to be Capitan Wilson Capitan. because I'm coming in like the French Navy at the last minute to save the day. Yes, I like that. All right, Cap- El Capitan. Let's get let's get into this. They start open up Christmas Eve. Everybody's celebrating. Um, I really liked that. This episode did kind of bring in the whole issue of slavery that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, they have. They've just avoided it yeah. completely <laughs> up until now. I mean, like it felt almost purposeful. Mm-hmm. Like we aren't going to touch gonna that focus for a while. On the war. Let's <laughs> let's let you get to know and like these characters before we point out that they all own slaves. Yeah. No. And so we see right at the beginning, they're all singing a song, um, "Freedom, John." I think we can call mm-hmm. it um, yeah. "Freedom, Let Me Go." And immediately then they go into, you know, we see that's how the slaves are celebrating Christmas Eve. And then Richard is writing something on a paper and you just see the occasional words and one of them is tavern. So you're like, oh, shoot, he's going to do something to Anna because he's very much against her and gives a slip of paper up to Hewlett. And Hewlett's really excited, and he's like, Merry Christmas, here's a sheet of paper to basically screw Anna and her, you know, whole farming, tavern Everything business. about yeah, her just life everything. is just up, thrown into the air. Yeah. And then all the uh, British start singing, uh, Britain will never uh, never be slaves. So I, you know, Oof. really over It there. was eerie, with the, the parallels between the two, like, right on the other side of the window. Mm-hmm. No, I completely it and then they moved on. Then we all of a sudden go to Robert Rogers, who they're all also singing that same song, except theirs is a little bit more row- rowdy. It was nice to see Robert <laughs> Rogers again. I love him. Um and him and Caleb, I just can't decide like who I like the most in this show. The bearded dudes who will just Who are just awesome. Must be the beard. Right? Beards are very good for spying and warfare and just general badassery. <laughs> And um, so he, we see him again, and they're all singing in there. And then we see John Andres, how he likes to, to celebrate. If, uh, if Megan was here, she'd be all excited, like, John Andres. <laughs> um, but he's having a little uh, fun with Philomena sitting there. Um, we can always count on him to add the sex to the show. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, he's got, he's just a dude. He's hanging out, running his intelligence operations and having some fun on the side. Yeah. I mean, anybody who's got like a, what is it, blonde 
braided piece of his hair, like a one little of... like Jedi yeah, train exactly. off the back of his head. I wonder if that's like Fulamina's that he just <laughs> like just clipped it into his hair. That's that'd be really funny. Or he um, just bleached it. He enjoys bleaching his hair. Possibly, yeah. People <laughs> aren't so different today and in 1776. He's starting a trend. <laughs> He's a trend center that way. Um, but it was really kind of interesting all of the parallels um, to it, and um, we do see that they're going to grant freedom to the slaves for Anna Strong. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a main point for her story. Um, we didn't even know. I don't think they'd even shown us that she had slaves. I mean, I guess it was a reasonable. Yeah, I mean, we showed, I think they showed a little bit in the in the background. I know I had actually looked up the actress who had played Abigail because, um, you know, we're trying to get guests on the show. So mm-hmm. I was trying to write down and I was like, I can't picture a character named Abigail. And, and they Again, like you said, they've just like kept them completely out to the side. Yeah, it may, it episode. makes sense because if we see Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Anna, like, bossing around slaves, whether or not she's treating them mm-hmm. poorly, we don't like her yeah. for that. Like, we see her running her own business in a way. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't even really think about it that she has to have somebody to run that big house that she lives in. Yeah, and, it you know, they have um, – she just cauliflower or – I can't remember what it is now, but um, it was called. Yeah, it was cauliflower. It was cauliflower. Okay, uh, Richard was going to sell off the cauliflower. The cauliflower. I got that confused because I remember when that was happening. But then um, Abraham also had like a similar. He has cabbage. Cabbage. So I I don't know my fruit. (laughs) They're vegetables. Very well. I just called them fruits. So obviously, I don't eat very healthy. I was only able to keep track of it because. Germans and the, he was like, I raised cabbage, sauerkraut. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, now I'm going to remember. You for sure remember cabbage because it goes with the sauerkraut. <laughs> I should have remembered that. Um, yeah, so we, we see that and, um, you know, it kind of, it's, it's kind of definitely sets the tone. And then they go right into Christmas and Abe's packing. He wants to go to New York. Yeah, he's, quite he's just ready to go. Uh, like, I mean, Christmas Day is a, suspicious day to travel, I think, yeah. for a spy. People are usually not moving around. You don't want to be raising suspicion. No, definitely. And his, I thought it was actually really interesting that Richard thought it was he wants to leave to not be by his family and not that it's kind of everything, <laughs> the information he's getting and he wants to, um, you know, let people know and, and get out of town and find more, I think. And, um, you know, his, his dad's just sitting there having a few... Few cocktails. A few. There were He's double fisted. Yeah, there were multiple glasses of sherry. I almost expected somebody else to come in. That I, I thought that the two glasses were going to lead to him getting caught mm. looking for the letter, and then he was going to like, oh, I just wanted to go to New York. Yeah. Um, but I think that the whole thing with Anna is going to be a good cover mm-hmm. going forward because he can sort of use that as a. Oh, that's what I've been covering up this whole time. That's why you think I've been lying to everybody is because I am about this inconsequential thing like an affair. Oh, I, it's yeah, a good I cover story so. because it's a reason that he would be Talking lying to about her it. And, yeah, and why other people saw them together. Mm-hmm. No, that definitely makes sense. I, that was, I mean, we'll get to that a little bit later, but 
would that be probably your biggest like what was your favorite moment of the night um probably his the actual attempt at an affair because that was just like a really raw well the Delaware moment mm-hmm. is probably my favorite because then we're we're starting to get into the real history, which we, is like we see hints of every now and again, and now but we get like really close to it, mm-hmm. uh, which was fun and like to the yeah, we're like, like on oh, the border yeah. of history because I I think yeah. too just you know it since it is the first season, I think there's probably stuff they can't do budget wise. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But second it's also- season, if they get picked up for a second season, <laughs> I'm hoping there's more battle scenes. I think it's also just about the show itself. Like, Turn is not a show about the Revolutionary War. No. It's about the spy ring behind the war. Mm-hmm. So the spies don't wade into a battleground. No. They help set up the battleground, which is what we see. And, like, that's what was so cool about this episode was that we see how much, like, Abe's work has really in, has changed the face of history mm-hmm. by him just delivering that one bit of information, by them hiding that letter and getting it across to Washington. Washington got lucky enough to read it in time. Yeah, with that whole we saw last week, the whole desk with all the different letters. And it's like, oh, yeah, he's got... Definitely going to pick that random one in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> the tiny, the tiny one. Yeah, it was literally the smallest one on that desk. Important things come in small packages. <laughs> Washington learned this years ago. It's not the size, um, <laughs> but no, so it, I, I agree. That I was I was hiding behind my notebook where I'm like, don't kiss her, don't kiss her, and then <laughs> she pushed him off, and I, I learned I'm like, yes, Santa, because I didn't I didn't want it to be a show about that, and I said that a couple of podcasts ago where i was like i really hope they don't do anything because i kind of like that he's a man of his his honor and obviously alcohol involved makes him lose his honor awfully quickly but yes she wasn't drunk and she was fine with it yeah afterwards husband's been in prison for too long i guess (laughs) it's a cold winter yeah she just wanted to warm up body heat (laughs) that's all she's all she just wanted to stay warm um, no, but it, but it, I think it's very realistic, though, and not in just like his circumstances, but that his love for her is sort of what pushed him to rebel in a mm-hmm. way. Like he saw what she wanted, what she wanted to do, and that again, just that little, the littlest things can change the course of history. Like if he, if she had been a loyal Brit, he might not have, she might not have had that extra push to go over to the rebel side, yeah, and then that. Trenton information never gets to Washington, and who knows what happens. Yeah, it's, he's she's almost still, even though she can take care of herself, all of her situations are sort of damsel in distress. So I think he wants to kind of save her and be there for her. Yeah, and, you know. So I, I think that's a small part of it as well. Yeah, and she's sort of been in that mode where she's like, she is a powerful woman, but the times don't let her use that in any way. Mm-mm. There's nothing she can do. There's no protest she can make. Just because her husband did something wrong, she's punished because that's the way society is set up. And let's get into how she's punished because I really liked when she went up to Hewlett about the Dunmore Proclamation, which is something where um, where they're, they're going to free all of her slaves. Mm-hmm. And it's only slaves of people who are patriots. So I thought that was kind of interesting because at first when I was watching it, you kind of don't like Anna because she's like, well, you can't take my slaves. And Hewlett's like, slavery is a sin. Except then the whole thing is interesting because he, you know, at first you're like, well, you know, I kind of agree with Hewlett. Mm -hmm. Like, it is a sin. They should be let free. And he's just bringing them into a different kind of slavery and one that's far more dangerous than anything Anna has in mind at her place. It's closer to like an indentured servitude at that Mm -hmm. point where they have to like work towards their freedom. 
Um, they're yeah. being forced to do all this stuff. None of it's voluntary, obviously. But yeah, it's basically. And I don't even think Abigail can work towards her freedom. It didn't sound like like how did she? No, I don't think she. I think she was just sold to John on. Yeah, so. which is which is the hypocrisy at work here, and shows that like even the people arguing for the things that are good are not always good themselves, and do plenty of bad with good. Mm-hmm. The good motives of freeing slaves are then used and twisted for bad. Yeah, they just they just got more soldiers that way. So it almost gives like the slaves a glimmer of hope. So they're hoping that you know these guys go in there and then they're like, okay, well I'm going to fight hard for the British because they want to free me. But not really. <laughs> yeah. Now you're almost in a not almost in a worse situation because slavery is bad either way. But at least with Anna at the helm of things, it's it's and that's and that's the struggle with better, her is that well she's a good person mm-hmm. she doesn't mistreat people but she still owns slaves yeah it, it's the struggle of this era of times like she would, this is the world she knows this is the world she exists in mm-hmm. and I think she knows that keeping Abigail on as her slave is wrong but she doesn't know what she'd do without her yeah and obviously Abigail and her like each other and although she was really excited Abigail because we saw. When her son ran, um, and he can read as well as Abigail, mm-hmm. ran uh, and saw that the proclamation that was on the door, Abigail was really excited. Like, I finally get my freedom. So, I mean, I think she definitely still would have worked for Anna. Yeah. Just for a wage. Yeah. Well, it's like, just as a regular. It doesn't matter how well you like your slave Yeah, master, exactly. You're, you're still, still a slave. It's, yeah. it's kind of a weird thing to even talk about because it's like, well... She's nice, but you're a slave, and yeah, it's no, it's no. Being nice to your slaves no. is not good enough. No, definitely not. It was um, so it's definitely a touchy subject. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you work around that? Yeah, but um, I think, but I think the show handled it really well. It showed us different sides of it. Everybody involved that they didn't treat the slaves like just property to be thrown around. They gave them characters. They mm-hmm. gave them deep backstories. We got the, I, I only know because of IMDb, the, the male slave <laughs> Jordan, name, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> we, we got, there's like a, he, there's a love thing going on there because these are people that uh, are suddenly being separated. Granted, they're being like working towards their freedom or whatever, mm-hmm. but they're still being like pulled away from the people who they live with, that they know that they love. Well, I don't know if Jordan so much as loves Abigail, because he he was getting a little handsy. Yeah, but it wasn't. But he obviously cared for her in some weird way. Yeah, I don't know. It I'm... didn't seem bad. Like it didn't seem he didn't seem violent. No, that was good at least. But just kind of his comment, like you know, well, I'll keep your secret if you treat me right. It's, I don't blame blame Abigail for just being like, yeah. all I need is my son. Get out of my face. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was really great that she even taught her son to read and you know they definitely had such a great bond that and you know it's going to be good to see Anna kind of take care of him yeah I'm curious what like so he wasn't given away that's that confused me a little bit he was given to another family but Anna once Abigail was going off to John Andre and said I will what'd she say um um, I'll do your laundry. Yeah. Um, protect my boy in Setauket, and I'll do your laundry in New York. And I think then Anna maybe struck a deal because we did see them at the end together. Yeah. Um, that was what threw me off because we didn't see the deal or anything. And since everyone had been taken away from her, I mm-hmm. guess she bought him back. I'm assuming that's what happened. That would be the only thing that makes yeah. sense, right? I mean, she's not going to go or just visit him. That or she bargains for like, can I get one? 
Yeah. Which is still really I'll uncomfortable take one and weird. Of your slaves um, <laughs> back. I'll give you free drinks at the tavern. Like, I don't know. I'm not sure how that all worked. But, yeah, so we see that, you know, she somehow managed to get him back, and she's going to keep an eye on him so that, you know, Abigail, when she works for John Andre, can keep them all posted, which I— It's going to be big payoffs later on down the road, I imagine. I Oh, huge. I mean, she's just going to—she's going to find out about Lee and about Philomena and everything. I mean, John Andre is a huge guy— in the British military, and it's just going to open a lot of doors if they're able yeah. to get this. I mean, she has a spy, and he's the head of the intelligence, right? So he, mm-hmm. they have a spy inside the house of the head of intelligence. And they don't know she can read. Yes. She's been keeping that super secret. So, I mean, imagine the amount of letters that she can get, you know, and she's cleaning in there. And I just, I, I really like where this is going with it. And I like, you know, how quickly um, we felt connected to Abigail. The pieces are moving into position. Exactly. (laughs) And um, I want to talk really fast. Roya actually has um, something for us to listen to in the booth. Yeah, guys, I do. It's (laughs) that time where we listen to a promo from American Express. Enjoy. My name is Yvonne Saravia, and I am a home health aide. My credit score was very high. It was like 700 something. Then I had like a hiccup in my finances. Everything just whoo, crashed. But I don't crawl under a rock and cry. It takes baby steps to get back. So that, that's what I am doing. With American Express Serve, you have a full-service prepaid account that helps you handle your money simply and affordably. There's no credit check. You can pay your bills online and reload cash for free at over 15,000 locations, all for $1 a month, and all backed by the 24-7 service of American Express. This is what membership is. This is what membership does. Now there is no purchase fee when you get an American Express Serve card at CVS Pharmacy or Family Dollar. Offer ends June 28th. Terms and restrictions apply. Go to serve.com for more details. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Roya. Yeah, definitely. Uh, American Express. We, we've we used that at work. So um, so going back to Anna, so we kind of wrapped up her with um, Abigail, but we touched a little bit on the affair with Abe and how... Very intense moment. Just, I mean, I was really hiding behind my notebook. I just, I didn't want that to happen. Um, but you knew hand, that, like, beautiful shot with their their, sh- their silhouettes with the fire. Just like, well, they're going to make out like, here. They're at least, you know, we saw in the previews that he's trying to kiss her, and I was hoping that that there was a different reason behind that than just them going at it. <laughs> She's bringing over silverware. Just like, here, I decided to do this in the middle of the night randomly, and... Um, I thought it was interesting to see Abe a little bit before that, just completely drunk, shooting off his, his gun and, and just, I mean, wasting alcohol. Um, yeah, well, he doesn't know all the success that his... His letter his, his, just had. Yeah, his work has done enormous things, mm-hmm. but he has no idea yet. Yeah. Um, so I think once word travels back, then he'll be, like, on top of the world, mm-hmm. except for this whole affair thing but he's he's just trying to forget because essentially his wife like temporarily left him well and i think that was a huge moment for him mostly i think because of his son i mean he is so attached 
to Thomas. Yeah. I think if Mary just would have left on her own, I think we'd see a whole different Abe. But the fact that he knew that his son had to go there, and um, he was definitely having a moment of pride because him and Richard haven't really been the same since, you know, when we saw the last episode with the gravestones yeah, well, he, being it's, taken out. It's a betra- he feels betrayed. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he thought his father was going to do one thing that he saw as good, that he saw, he saw as just, and then his father just buckled yeah. to the British. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I wasn't here last week, but um, I know they had talked. They um, they had talked about how they had reconciled. And I was like, I don't think they did because we saw how you know angry Abe was standing on the side because his dad listened to him, but took it in a different direction because he said either you rebel or you submit. He submitted. He submitted so, hard. Yeah, um, but I think they sort of. Well, it's a forced reconcile mm-hmm. at the end. After he gets caught, <laughs> which he, I know it's television, so you have to move a little fast. Mm-hmm. But like, these people aren't going anywhere. Like, yeah. and he just like it within thirty seconds of kissing her, he's like, "I'm gonna drop my pants and go for it." <laughs> no hesitation. No, it didn't we know? I think that's alcohol just knocked out any thought. I'm just, <laughs> I mean, he I. I have to also think that he's not a big drinker, so he probably just had, like, a sniff of the alcohol and was hammered. <laughs> I mean, that's what I do. Um, but I think that's kind of what what got him. And for her, she's obvious. And they've always, you know, this there's is, always tension. Yeah. This has been a, like, 20-year sexual tension buildup. Well, and they've been alone in that barn and at night, you know, when he's been giving her secrets and all that kind of stuff. And I am... Um, it is more difficult in 1777 to just go at it because there's a lot of things that you have to undo. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the good thing, at least. I mean, even though they can't be safe in the way we can now with, <laughs> with like, you know, pills or condoms or anything like that. They're safe in that they're more likely to get caught by yeah, a random British soldier Because by the time in. it takes to take off all those petticoats <laughs> underneath there, you know, uh, is it General Baker? The British officer? I'm not, sure. I'm not sure. Baker. Walks in on them, and, and I thought that was definitely a surprising moment because I did not think I, that was going to happen. I thought it was going to be his wife walking in, like, to get, coming back to get something. Yeah, left something for the baby. Or um, Richard being like, I'm sorry, I saw your wife was here. Like, I, I definitely would have thought it would have been somebody else, but it was interesting. I mean, you, the British I'd officer. forgotten for a moment that they were, that they they were quartering a mm-hmm. soldier in their place and that he's like, what are you doing here? Oh, I live here. Mm-hmm. You have sinned. Well, and I actually always thought, um, and this is going to be a, maybe a prediction, but I always thought that Baker and Mary, we've seen them interact a little bit. And I always thought there was a little bit of a flirtation between the two of them. Interesting. You know if you got, like, I, you know, she always seems, a, because Baker's there, I think she was feeling a connection. And he actually seems like a great guy. I mean, he goes to Abe after he catches them together. He's like, you know, you guys, your kind of family are the ones that, like, inspired me to come over here in the first place. And I'm protecting. I was really happy to be with you because I'm protecting good people like you. And then I see this and you need to go back to your wife and kid. I think don't let go of that prediction then because, Mm -hmm. like, he's a good person. Mary's good, like, a good person. And the fact that Abe betrayed her, I think he's going to be like, I'm better than Abe. I can protect you and your son better. At, I think so, too. As soon as he, sus- if he either suspects Abe or just is like, if they go at it again, yeah. um, he's just going to be, like, done with it. And 
go for it with Mary. I, I feel like at some point Baker will say something to Mary to try to Oh, inevitably. To coax her. Yeah. Although she's cool with it. Yeah, Howie, that was an awkward conversation a couple episodes ago where she did tell Anna, like, if you were, you know... Although, although now she's going to think Anna's lying to her. That's true. Although, they broke her one rule, which is, like, don't let anybody else know about it. Yeah. So yeah, so they weren't very of me. secretive. Yeah. yeah, they literally, 30 seconds into the whole thing, screwed it up. I'll be... I mean, she's going to find out. I'd be really interested... To see what happens with that. I tend to think she'll go after Anna more than anything. And just, you know, which is funny because it's her husband, the one doing it. But I have a feeling like she'll go after Anna. Like, why did you go after my husband? Why did you lie to me? Like, yeah. I feel like we see that usually happen where she won't go after Abe because it's her husband. She's going to go after his other girl. And it's like, well, it's, he started it. Yeah, it's going to become she a bigger. She finished it. but <laughs> yeah, It's going to become a bigger problem than mm-hmm. it seems right now. Yeah. No, definitely. Um so I think that's it for um, Abe and Anna stuff, mostly. Um, let's move on to one of my favorites, Robert Rogers, and one of Megan's <laughs> favorite, John Andre, and their little meeting. It's good to have him back. I think um, he's a very fun character, and he's not of the norm in this group because um, we learn a little bit about his past when he first goes into John Andre's house mm-hmm. and and that they know each other. Well, we've seen that they know each other before, but... Um, John Andre is basically telling him, or he know, he knows that somebody's captive there. Um, Rogers wants to interrogate this guy because yep. he'll know who the guy is who, you know, who took on his men and and was there at the Connecticut safe house where he left the the hat for him to find. Kind of like, hey, this is me. Remember me? You almost tried to kill kill yeah, me earlier. This on. is why you don't mark your crime scenes. It's no. always going to come back and bite you in the ass. No, definitely. This guy has moved heaven and earth to just find out who he is. You don't want to piss off a guy where the first time you see him is he's taking a piss, like <laughs> in the whole series. So he's talking about trying to find him. John Anderson's like, "Don't worry about it. This guy is going to get the British to win." And then what are you going to do after the war? And it was I thought it was a really good moment um, for the actor who portrays Robert Rogers because you can just see he was actually nervous because he has debts, I guess, to go back to and not really a good life. And right now he's kind of at the top of his game being in the middle yeah. of this war. I mean, he's he's been, you know, he gets well paid. He's got a good title. He can go wherever he chooses. People mm-hmm. have to show him respect because of his uh, level in the Queen's Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he, there's nothing there's nothing nowhere for him to go but down. Exactly from where he is right now. So he's I, I'm sure he doesn't want it to end, especially where he's not the one on top. Because if it's all John Andre's doing with whoever he has captured. Um, you know, Roger is just going to get left in the dust. Yeah. Do you think he could switch sides at some point? I wouldn't put it past him. At he all. seems like a smart enough man. He doesn't seem like he like he he uses the phrases about being loyal to the crown and everything. But I feel like the instant it's inconvenient for him, he's gone. Yeah, he is way more loyal to himself, and that's what kind of makes him a fun character. Because we even saw that when. You know, we haven't. I think his name was John, the the guy that actually killed um, Captain Joyce. You know how he let him survive to be kind of a spy for him. We haven't really seen how that 
has all turned out yet, but the fact that he let him live is not something any of those, like John Andre or Hewlett or any of them, I don't think they have a code being a part of that particular um, military that, that Robert Rogers doesn't have. So he's definitely working for he's, himself. He's from the underbelly. Like, he doesn't mind. It's sort of like the thing that we're taught about American, about the, this American Revolution uh, strategy, the military strategy involved mm-hmm. is that the British were very much open. Like, everything has to be by the books. And a lot of people on the American side are just like, no, we're going to hide in the trees if we got to hide in the trees. Like, yeah. that's how you win a war. <laughs> you use strategy. And he's plant. It doesn't matter how dirty it feels. Like, he's like, I need a spy here. I have control over this person. Mm-hmm. This is how I'm going to win. Well, and it's definitely, you bring a good point with that, is that, you know, they've talked about the rebels are fighting for their homes. And all the British army out there is just keep it, trying to keep, you know, their their colonies. Um, but it's not, it would be different if, like, the Americans were fighting them, I think, you know, over in England. is because then it's then it's personal, and people who fight personal fight dirtier i feel like right they they lose their code because it's so close to home and i think with robert rogers the reason he is kind of a force at least to be reckoned with is he even though it's not his home he's fighting for himself so for him it's also personal and for john andres and hewlett and all that kind of stuff it's not personal to them their stuff is over there and they don't really have to worry about it and i mean they're not really fighting for their honor as much i don't feel like they're fighting for a king right you know so i think it's it's definitely um a little bit different but it was really great he um so he left we see john andres you know uh doing his (laughs) doing his up to his good old tricks um and we still feel uh philomena is still in the house and but she's playing this different role it was what is it i i She's so many names. It was. (laughs) It's either Iris to some people or Philomena or there's another. They used another one in this one. And IMDb, it just says actress, which (laughs) doesn't really help us out very much. Um, But we see her with Lee and and they're having dinner. And um, John Andres gets called, you know, to go to go help with Cornwallis and, and that whole group over in Trenton. So he's gone, and we'll get to that next. Um, so Rogers kind of sneaks his way back <laughs> back into the house and wants to find out who was captured here. And he gets up there, and he sees Lee having dinner with Philomena, and they know each other. Yep. And it's he doesn't waste any time, like, just worming his way in. No. And, like, he knows the best way to get in is to just like make the guy feel comfortable mm-hmm. and then get him a little drunk. The best interrogation technique of all. Drunk or with women? Like these guys are going to crack like <laughs> immediately. Yeah, they're, they're, they can't all drink all the time. Yeah, exactly. It's not just available down at the 7 Eleven like it is today. Um, no Marco Polo this episode. So. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was great. Like I loved his speech about Washington. Because that's the whole famous thing about Washington is that he was supposedly a terrible strategist, but he managed to lead through other, win through other means, which is, mm-hmm. I think, that what this whole show is, mm-hmm. is like how a war gets won by the underdogs. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they have a history and he kind of coaxes, we'll say, uh, Lee into giving up his sword or who was, who was the man that, that left. And you find out that 
Lee gives it up, which I I, mean, I couldn't believe, but I could believe. I mean, apparently Lee can't keep his <laughs> mouth <laughs> shut at all. Um, I did like how he how he coaxed him into saying that was kind of making him feel bad about the fact that he sold all of his men just for like what was it thirty pounds of silver? Yeah, like well, he's nothing. he's basically call, he's calling him a Judas. Yeah. Um, with no subtlety at all. <laughs> no. It's, it's just like you are, you have betrayed the people who trusted you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sort of why I think he might switch sides. Like, he doesn't seem to care about hit that he was loyal to the crown or anything. He was just like, you're not a good person. Yeah. People trusted you, whichever side they're on, and you betrayed them. Yep. And Isn't then that... you're, you continue to betray them. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to do it, you're going to at least help me out because I'm true to my guys. And you need to tell me who it is. So he says, Ben Talmadge. Oof. And we're all just like, oh, man, this is going to. Now he's coming for you. Exactly. Um, I want to really quick get to, because we'll definitely get into Ben and Caleb and Washington, finally. Yes. Um, I want to shout out to everybody, um, all the listeners on iTunes, YouTube, however you get this. You know, Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we all do this for free, and we love hearing your opinions and you know, if you like the podcast, please um, let us know if there's any improvements as well. We like listening to those. If you uh, slap us with a five-star rating on iTunes, we really appreciate it. it. lets our bosses know we're doing a good job and that we keep doing shows for you guys because we're fans of these these shows as well. We like doing that and also helps us get guests, which we actually will have a guest call in next oh, week. Awesome. We have Samuel Roken, who plays Simcoe, calling in. We cool. haven't seen him in the last two episodes, and uh, we're said to wait until the next one because he'll appear again. So I was very excited. Okay. Um, yeah, it's been great. I don't know great. how much longer he's going to stay alive, but... I, I don't know. I feel like maybe a little bit. I think he's going to cause some trouble for Anna. Like, I have a feeling coming up. But, yeah, yeah definitely, um, you know, shout-outs to everybody who's commented on YouTube and iTunes. Uh, we don't get as many for YouTube for this one. I think mm-hmm. it's a quieter crowd. Another way you can support is by um, watching Chasing Maria uh, with our co-founders maria menudos and kevin undergaro which is on oxygen every tuesday night but um i'll quickly do shout outs to the itunes reviews from uh since last week and one of them was good show great podcast from rosemary 42 i'm really enjoying turn and can't wait to hear the podcast after each episode the panel is great and the puns are fun too keep up the great work we've even done puns this I up. didn't. I didn't know I had to prep, prep prepare. Puns. Usually, Dylan likes the turn puns a lot. <laughs> Major chance is big on the turn puns. You don't say. Well, I'm a little ner- uh, nervous being head host, so I'm trying to like, more keep this uh, ship afloat, you know, than anything. If I'd only known. <laughs> but now you can increase the turn puns. The the pun that I would the fun that I would have had with puns. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we also had a um, five star slap. Also gave us five stars. Uh, Jason three four four five six. You've been slapped. Love the show. The puns and hosts would love some current events about the cast, like they do in the Americans After Buzz podcast. You guys are doing a great job. Um, definitely have to get to that. I feel always like we talk about the show so much because there's so much going on. So we'll definitely. Uh, keep up in the past. Uh, YouTube, Joseph Boza, great show this week. It keeps getting better and better each week. Um, I think Abe is trying to be like a Robin Hood style of a person who will stand up for the good people and not to, uh, to the British and his father's dirty work. 
do the British and his father's dirty work. Um, there's a lot more to that, but I'll, I'll say that later. And then BSB, so too. Um, I highly doubt Abe will even begin to forgive his father anytime soon. I predict next episode he's going to flip his thesis to the point he begins making so very irrational decisions, like kissing Anna. And she was correct. Yep. <laughs> it's Start, just, you got to be rational with these things. He should lay off the booze. Um, or have it more often. That was interesting. Um, I love this after show, by the way. I believe this show does not get nearly enough recognition. Um, also, could you answer who you might think will die during the show's runtime next Ooh. week? I would really appreciate it. Who do you think is going to die, Zach? Who's going to die? Um, I mean, we saw some British sol- uh, soldiers die <laughs> and a couple of rebels, but nobody of consequence yeah yet. i mean we haven't seen anyone of consequence die yeah. in a while it's not the kind of show where they're just killing people yeah off. this isn't game of thrones or walking dead so far so and i see i feel like ben talvage doesn't die i was watching a show on the american revolution today yeah. and they mentioned his name a little bit later on in the show because i didn't catch the the earlier bit and i was like oh ben talmage i'm like oh well does that mean he lives longer i don't know it's a show they could and always like, yeah, still like, kill him because uh, some of the, a lot of these people are real, mm-hmm. I think most of them are yeah, right. Most uh, of them are, are real. real people. Mm-hmm. So they a lot well, they can't they can't just die at any yeah. time. They have to be like die at a specific time. And they'd pay. almost have to you know invent somebody and then you know have it work that way. Um, and I'm not sure who's been invented yet. I have to really look into all this. Other than like. Yeah. Well, even the smaller people are based on like they pick names and like locations mm-hmm. out of real people. I believe. Yeah. Even the, the Woodholes are a real. Yeah. No. He Abe Abe Woodhull and his dad was a um, was Richard and was a loyalist and he became a spy and again they take little liberties because otherwise it's not as exciting. I mean, who knows if he actually did have yeah. an affair with Anna? I mean, we're not entirely sure of all yeah. of that. Oh well, I just said a few minutes ago. I think Simcoe is going to die. You think Simcoe is going to die? Yeah. Okay. I don't think he's long for this earth. I think he'll be around a little while longer. I'm, I almost feel like I like Robert Rogers, but I almost feel like now that he knows that Ben's involved, I don't think they'd kill off Ben. But if he knows that Ben's the guy, he might be. The- he might be the one to die just based off of the fact that I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna be like buddies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He could get if killed I had trying. to pick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's going to end up being his own worst enemy or something like that. Makes sense. And speaking of Ben and Caleb, so the um, they get told they're going on a secret mission in the middle of the night. And Caleb has no idea. He's just following Ben. Ben asked him what his <laughs> orders were. And it was, hey, dude, I'm just supposed to follow you. So, because um, he said, dude, uh, for sure. And, um, it's totally how people talk. I know, right? It's like I'm from 1777. <laughs> Um, so they start going, you know, they're, they're crossing the Delaware. It's the big, you know, George Washington portrait that's, you know, famous. So we finally get to that point where we're like, oh, are we going to meet Washington coming up? And, um, so they cross, but Ben falls into the water and gets sick. As you do. Well, when there's ice floating in the water, I mean, can we assume he had hypothermia? Yeah, well, because the, the, a, a gun fell in. Mm-hmm. One of the, one of the uh, I think the mini cannons or whatever it was called, yeah. fell into the water. And he like he's like, we need that. And he dove in. 
And as we found out from the guys later, is like they really did need it. And yeah. they were like, it was totally worth your pneumonia. <laughs> was, yeah, for three days. Because <laughs> it was... Uh, more. It was more like than a week. that, yeah. Well, because they, they started it on Christmas. They sailed on Christmas night. So um, we don't know how long it was. But all of a sudden, he wakes up in January 2nd. Yeah, so that's... But I thought Caleb said that he was out for three days. I'm not sure. Maybe. I think it was. Maybe it, it took him a little while yeah. to sail across. <laughs> no, um, so he's out for a long, for possibly a week, and um, you know Caleb has taken care of him, which is really great. Yeah. But all the guys are gone. Yeah, he wakes up. Where the we were with that big army. Yeah, <laughs> what Where happened? Did they go? Why are we just here? And, you know, um, so they're so they're all gone. Then they they go to meet up with them, and they do the. Um, the password, which is victory and the answer or death. Um, give me victory. Give me death. Um, so then they, they come in there and they find out that, you know, they've taken the Germans, the German group in, in Trenton. Um, yeah, which was now we're seeing it all pay off. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if you didn't know the history before, this is it all coming to pay. Like, all the work is, like, getting them to Trenton, the famous... Washington crossing the Delaware, which mm-hmm. was cool to see. Like we didn't see like the actual image, but we saw Ben like with his his knee up, like yeah. on the thing, like in that George Washington impersonating pose. it. They're like, we don't <laughs> want to give away Washington yet, <laughs> but we want to give you that like crossing the Delaware moment. Exactly. So that was pretty cool, and I liked because um, again, you know that you know they're using green screens for most of this, but I thought like this one was. It was really well done, and I really yeah. felt like they were all there, and the smoke or the smoke and all. Yeah, that well, from stuff, a technical like standpoint, having the fog that blocking everything, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes it a little. You makes just feel that easier. studio or the the little like pot like when they film these things. A lot of times, it's it's um it's actually blue screen, and they met although with all the blue in the costumes, maybe not. I think it's green screen for this. I was watching yeah. it behind the scenes. Yeah, and they have like a little circular tank that they'll. For anyone they'll just do like one boat. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. or like a couple because they're they're enormous tanks. Mm-hmm. But the the bottoms are painted green, and they just throw up green around it, and it lets pe- lets them throw in fog or whatever, and mm-hmm. then just have fun and go exactly. at it. Exactly. No, and I definitely I liked um, that effect really well. And so they're kind of um, Ben Stoyed that they're the they're the decoys because John Andre and his group they're across. The area, and they haven't made their move because um, they don't like to. They like to, be, you know, be in order and go during the daytime and all that kind of stuff. So they haven't made their move yet, and just kind of listening to the rowdiness. So by the time they get there the next morning, nobody's there. <laughs> um, Which they're like, oh, we missed it. We missed the fight. Come on, guys. Yeah, John and Ray's isn't going to be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we see right after that whole scene. Um, the the pony the ponytail of Washington. Yes, I'm just like I <laughs> recognize that ponytail. I know it anyway. <laughs> and we see uh, Ben Talmadge in the corner of the room, and I liked how it was right after Robert Rogers got the name of Ben Talmadge, and then it goes yeah. to him. And that's another reason I think Ben's safe because he's sitting in the room with George Washington. Um, and then all of a sudden we see him sit down, and you get a glimpse of him, and he goes, "Who is Abe Woodhull?" And it. 
cuts the black. And you just say, but the, the, the comes around, like they don't show his face and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, what's going to happen? And then they yeah, bring it around and it's like that, uh, like just a slight upward angle and you're like, America. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I, I think I actually did that. <laughs> like, president, sir, like I feel like I need to bow or something. It was that most like, it's just like, this is the person. And mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to get to know him a little bit more, but it's um, Ian Khan yeah. is the guy playing him. And he, he looks like he's a could be powerful Washington. Exactly. They actually had an interview with him asking how it was. And, um, you know, he goes, it's funny because you have this huge image of Washington. So he said it was kind of difficult to to get into that role, um, especially. But it, it, in the show like this with such a great cast, he said it was very cool. And um, we'll definitely be seeing him in more scenes. I mean, as we saw with the preview next week. Um, that he's in it, and then even in the interview, he said he's working with more people. Um, one of my f- favorite actors, Stephen Root, is supposed to be. Steve Root's going to be on it. They, um, I was reading, he's playing this character called Nathaniel, and he's supposed to be in scenes with Washington. So awesome. I don't, they haven't like released too much info about that, but I just. I've loved him since news radio. Yeah. So the fact that he'll be on the show as well. He's a fantastic actor. Very versatile. He does have true blood boardwalk empire. I mean, just dodgeball. I mean, just like everything <laughs> that man can play anything. Um, so very excited to see what role he is um, when he comes on as well, but definitely to get Washington. I can't believe like our crew misses episode. It was so exciting. <laughs> it was a great episode. And thanks for having me oh in my for God. this one. It was I'm, fun. So excited. I mean, you wanted to, uh, El Capitan. Like, thank <laughs> you. Um, let's get into predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. <laughs> well, I kind of, I mean, I guess I said a few earlier. Um, I think Mary's going to know. Mary's going to find out about the I affair. I think that's a safe bet. Eventually. Baker's. I don't know how long it'll take, but. I feel like something's going to be told the next episode. I don't think they can hold it out too long now whether or not it's to marry but somebody's gonna find out and yeah. i also think her and baker have yeah. a little something something baker's got a uh, a situation in the oven and it's going to <laughs> pop soon enough <laughs> yeah I um i had to get at least one in i th- i guess I, I think uh simcoe's either either he, he he's gonna die or get traded back Mm-hmm. But he's not gonna. But I don't Do you think, think Simcoe will much turn. <laughs> I I don't think so. I think he's he seems pretty loyal mm-hmm. um, to the Brits, and he's also just he's just it, crazy. He's just a dick. <laughs> <laughs> like they're like, oh, he's like, I want to join. No, blast him. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Samuel Roken uh, is really nice. Hopefully, yeah. I'm sorry. We have him to on him. the show. <laughs> uh, I like. Like he's a great actor, yeah, no, but his character's a dick. His character is creepy. <laughs> I love that he's creepy, um, but he definitely creeps me out the whole time. But I'm yeah. excited to see him back. I, I do think this is not the end of uh, Abe and Anna's affair, though. Oh, I hope I hope so, but I, <laughs> I tend to think you're right, though. All right. Thank you so much, Zach. Where can the people find you? Um, you can find me, Le Capitan Wilson, <laughs> uh, on Twitter and Instagram and on YouTube at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-W-I-L-S-O-N. And also here at AfterBuzz on Grimm. And the Resurrection finale is tonight. With uh, mm-hmm. We're going to have a guest call in uh, from Mark Hildreth, uh, or, or, a.k.a. Pastor Tom. So <laughs> tune in for that. And you can find me, Kristen Carroll, on Twitter, Kristen Carroll13. And I also do the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. So thanks you guys so much, and we'll see you next week for Turn. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.